Good morning, church. As Dio said at the beginning of the service, this past Thursday was Ascension Day. Today, we will talk about the significance of that event in this message titled, Ascended. Also, at the end of the message, we're going to share in communion. So please have your bread and your juice ready. Amen. May is a month of many celebrations in our household. Dio and I celebrate our wedding anniversary. We celebrate our daughter's birthday. We celebrate Dio's mom's birthday. Lots of reasons to celebrate in the month of May for us. Celebrations are an important part of our lives. Celebrations give us an opportunity to ponder on past events, to remember, to relive significant memories, and to rejoice. In the same way we celebrate events in our lives, there are celebrations in the Christian calendar. These have affected our lives, and so we take time to ponder on those events, to remember, to reflect on how it has affected and is affecting our lives, and to rejoice and celebrate. There are five main events on the Christian calendar. Four have already taken place. And so Christians celebrate as we remember. The fifth one, we anticipate because although we know it will happen, it has of course not happened yet. And yeah, they are. Number one, Christmas. Yeah, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Then number two, Easter or Passover. And that is a, that's a two-part celebration. We celebrate the death on Good Friday, the death of Jesus. And on Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate, of course, His resurrection. Then number three is Ascension. Number four is Pentecost. Now, all of these four have already happened. The first one, which you anticipate, is the return of Christ, which will also happen in stages. The rapture, tribulation, uh, the triumphant return of Jesus, the thousand-year reign. And, uh, and so this calendar that we see, these five main events, which some have happened and one is still to come, this calendar shows that history is actually his story. Throughout the Bible and all these years that we know of the existence of the world, these events have been taking place and you are moving towards another one. The Christian view of history is linear, not like pagan or Eastern religions which believe in reincarnation and have a circular world worldview. You live and you die and you come back as something else and, and you hope to get a, a higher place with each reincarnation. In our view, history has a goal. Time has meaning and our calendar should reflect that. Holidays in our calendar originally reflected holy days. That's what holiday means, a holy day. In ancient Israel, all holidays were holy days. Pagan nations had holy days as well to worship their gods. Today, our modern calendar is changing more and more to celebrate the creation instead of the creator. We have Freedom Day, Human Rights Day, Women's Day, Youth Day, Workers' Day, Heritage Day, and so on, showing that we have become a secular society and it, it is embracing humanism as a religion almost. But just because a nation's calendar does not reflect Christian holidays should not hinder us from remembering them. 
and celebrating them and, and reflecting on the importance to us and to the world of those events. The early Christians, they lived in a society hostile to Christianity. But among themselves, they celebrated most of these events. Last Thursday, in the Christian calendar, we celebrated Ascension Day, which is 40 days after Easter. After 40 days with his followers, talking about things of the kingdom, Jesus gave the Great Commission and then was taken up into heaven. Let us read again the account of this event in the book of Acts. We're reading from chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostle whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. This former account he refers to is the Gospel of Luke. He says that the first book, the Gospel of Luke, covers what Jesus began to do and teach until his ascension. If you look at Luke, the last chapter and the last verses, you will see that it ends with the ascension of Jesus. Notice that he says that he wrote about what Jesus began to do and teach up to the ascension. And this means that Jesus did not stop with the ascension. And that his second book continues the story. This is his second book, the book of Acts. Jesus has not finished doing yet. We have studied the present work of Christ in heaven. But we must not forget what Christ is doing on earth through the Holy Spirit and through his church. In other words, through you and me. We also note here that Jesus gave many infallible proofs of being alive. He made sure his disciples and many others were quite certain that Jesus was truly alive. He was not an imagination. He was not an apparition. He was not a ghost. For 40 days, Jesus discussed kingdom matters. Remember that when Jesus started his ministry, he preached about the kingdom. His message was, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Perhaps many things that the disciples did not quite understand before his resurrection made sense now, after his resurrection. And so Jesus made quite sure the disciples were prepared for their mission and prepared for what was coming. And then from verses 4 to 8 in chapter 1 of Acts, there is a conversation between Jesus and the disciples concerning the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now let's read from verse 9 to 11. Now, when he, Jesus, had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight, And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go 
into heaven. Hmm. Note the following from this passage. They watched his ascension. It was not a secret affair. It was not hidden. It was not a spiritual ascension. It had witnesses. It was in bodily form that Jesus began to rise from the earth. And they watched him being taken up until a cloud covered him. And they kept looking up, perhaps hoping the cloud would clear and they could catch another glimpse of him rising. Two messengers of God spoke to them. Suddenly they were there. Angels appeared among them and spoke to them. And in their message, they made two things clear. Number one, they confirmed that Jesus had gone to heaven. He did not go up in Jerusalem and then down again at Joppa, there by the sea on the beach. No, 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 no. He went to heaven. The other thing they said is this, they made it very clear, is that Jesus will return. The same Jesus in the same body will come down from heaven just as they saw him go up to heaven. So, what do we remember and what do we celebrate on Ascension Day? What is the significance of the Ascension? Number one, we remember and celebrate the fact that His work as Savior is complete. We read the following in the book of Mark, chapter 16 and verse 19. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, He was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And I've mentioned this to you in a previous study. When Jesus went up to heaven, he sat down. Why? Because his work on earth was finished. He began then his work as high priest, but he could sit down because his work was done. Number two, we remember his present work in heaven. Having completed his work on earth, Jesus began his work in heaven as our high priest and head of the church, as we studied recently. Ascension reminds us that Jesus is alive in heaven, running the universe, and still intimately involved in our lives as his followers. He is watching us as he guides us. We are what we are today because of who he is for us today in heaven. Amen. Number three. We remember the gifts we received because He ascended. Let's look briefly at some of the gifts we have received. There is the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that He would not leave His followers orphans, but that the Father would send another helper just like Him to be with them all the time. This another is the person of the Holy Spirit who the Father sent when Jesus ascended. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, and we remember the day the Holy Spirit was given to us. We will talk more about Him, the Holy Spirit, next Sunday. We also receive ministry gifts. We read in Ephesians that when Jesus ascended, He gave gifts. Let's read about that. It's in Ephesians chapter 4, verse, verses 8 to 12. Therefore, He says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men, to men and women, of course. Now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? 
He who descended is also the one, Jesus, who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Note that. Jesus fills all things. And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Note, Jesus fills all things. His presence is everywhere. There is nowhere you can go where He is not. No matter in what situation you find yourself in, Jesus fills that too. And you can acknowledge Him in that situation and call on Him. So, Jesus ascended and gave gifts to men, ministry gifts, preachers, people to share the message of Christ, to facilitate people coming to Jesus, people teaching believers to be more like Jesus, helping believers to become aware of the internal gifts and talents which Jesus has given them and put them to use to bring growth and unity in His church, in His body. As you read further, you see that He wants us to be no more like children tossed to and fro by every philosophy or teaching out there, but to grow in maturity, to speak the truth in love to one another so we may become more like Jesus. And then verse 16 says of chapter 4 of Ephesians, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Notice that although Jesus gave ministry gifts to the church, the church is not built on the ministry gifts, but on what every member of the body Every believer supplies and contributes. Every part, every believer does its share. Listen, we have all received gifts and abilities from Jesus that we can use so the body of Christ, the church, grows. You may be active in this church, but what you do in and through this church or your local church contributes to the growth and health of the whole church. What gifts do you have? You have ministry gifts. You have motivational gifts. That is, abilities that you have been wired for by the Lord so you can function in the body of Christ in specific ways. You have the Holy Spirit and He brings gifts of His own that you have access to as you walk in fellowship and obedience to the Lord. So, spend some time, spend more time pondering on the gifts that you have. Learn about spiritual gifts and natural gifts. Acknowledge what you have received and use it to bring glory to Jesus. Well, in Ascension, we also remember who we are because He ascended. Identify with joy with what is in heaven rather than 
with what is on earth. Jesus said that it would be more profitable that he goes. With Jesus gone and the Holy Spirit sent to us, we are connected to him 24-7. Remember that heaven is more real than the earth. Because he has ascended, we are ascended too. Through him, we live on earth by the rules of heaven. This will cause conflict. And so we need to remember that heaven is greater. The presence of the Lord is greater than anything we may experience on the earth. And we need to remember who we are in Him. Who are you? I said earlier that we are what we are today because of who He is for us today in heaven. So who are you because of who Jesus is? I'm going to mention a few things. You are sons and daughters of God. That is our identity. You are temples of God. We have direct access to Him because He is actually in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. You are seated in heavenly places. You are a citizen of heaven. You are part of the household of God. You are already in heaven with Him because you are linked to Him by the Holy Spirit. And that is why when a believer dies, there is sorrow because of our present loss, but there is also joy. When our life ends here, because we are linked to Jesus by the Holy Spirit, because we are citizens of heaven, we find ourselves in His presence in heaven. And so, according to this world, you may be poor, you may be persecuted, You may be powerless, but you're still a citizen of heaven. You are ascended with the ascended Christ. You may not always feel like you are all these things that the Bible says that you are. You may be more aware of your humanity and your weaknesses than you are of who you are in Christ. But that is because what you really are has not been fully revealed yet. Listen to how the Apostle John put it. I'm reading from 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. Hear that? But we know that when He is revealed, We shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. You see, we are in that interim state now. We are connected with Him. We are seated with Him in heavenly places. We are part of Christ. But you see, Jesus Himself has not been revealed to the world yet, and neither have we. Hmm. Glory. Be patient, child of God. The day of revelation is coming. And that is my final point about ascension. Ascension reminds us about his return. Jesus said in John 14, 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will return and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. 
on the day of ascension, the angels confirmed the words of Jesus. Acts 1.11, they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus was taken up from you into heaven, so will come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So in Acts 1.11, they confirm what Jesus said in John 14.3. He who ascended will one day descend. As we celebrate the ascension, we look forward to the day that he will return. Hey, and what a glorious day that will be. Until then, we continue to worship Jesus, to follow him and to do his will. Amen. (laughs) We're going to celebrate communion now. And as we celebrate communion, let us remember ascension. Let us celebrate ascension and everything it means to us. Jesus went up, but he is with us because the Holy Spirit is here. And soon Jesus will return. Till then, we enjoy fellowship with him because we know that we are in Him. Amen. Let's enjoy communion now. Get your bread and your wine ready. And let's remember. Remember what He did. Remember that He is ascended. Remember that He is with us through and by the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we are in Him. And one day He is returning. And Lord, we thank you for this reality and for this truth. Today, as we partake in communion, we remember your ascension, Lord Jesus. Everything it means. Everything that we are today because you ascended. And Lord, we look forward with great joy and anticipation to the day you will return. To the day that who we really are will be revealed as you are revealed again to the world. Thank you for this bread, Lord, that we take now. Thank you for your body broken for us. I pray, Lord, that as we take of this bread, anyone who's suffering sickness, disease, illness, I pray a word of healing over those bodies, Lord. We thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. Amen. Take and eat and be blessed as you partake of the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the cup of blessing, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you gave your life. Thank you for your blood which was poured on our behalf to completely (laughs) destroy all the sin in our lives, to bring us into fellowship with the Father, to pay the price of all our sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that everyone watching or listening today will know that because of your blood, they are saved. They are clean before the Lord. They have access to God. They can call God Abba, Father, because of the work of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Enjoy the cup of blessing. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. I don't take this lightly. Every single time we do it, you know, we are connecting with that weekend when Jesus 
died for our sins, was buried, and then rose on the third day, never to die again. He is alive. Hallelujah. He is with me. He is with you. Stay blessed. Let us close in prayer with the benediction, and I'll see you next Sunday. So, Father, we thank you for this time together. Let your word take a hold of every heart, Father, as we remember who we are because of who you are in heaven today. May the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you until we meet again. Amen. God bless you.